Welcome to a new episode of the Lighthouse Victory Temple Church Podcast. Let's join Pastor Strickland as he shares another life-changing message. Praise the name of God. Truly, we thank God for you this morning for being here. Praise God. We continue on our message that we've been preaching on for the past few weeks. Uh, subject we had for our theme was tall, called The Way of Wisdom. Praise God from the book of James spoke of two kinds of wisdom. Praise the Lord. How many of y'all know that there's two kinds of wisdom in this world? There's man's wisdom and there's God's wisdom. Man's wisdom is that earthly wisdom. Praise God. God's wisdom is that heavenly wisdom. Praise the Lord. So James describes for us in James 3 and 14 and 15, he characterized man's wisdom as being earthly, being sensual, and also being devilish. Praise God. And that's why Romans says in Romans 1 and 22, it says, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Talk about man now. Praise God. Man want to put himself up as though that he's wise, but yet he become a fool because he reject the wisdom of God. Praise the Lord. He reject the preaching of the gospel. He reject the preaching of the cross because he see the preaching of the cross as foolishness. Praise God. But God took the wisdom of man and praise God and, 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 and God's, the wisdom of man is considered as foolishness. Praise God. But when we look at the book of James, in the book of James 1 and 5, it says, If any of you ask, any of you lack wisdom, he said, let him ask of God. Praise the Lord. Why we have to ask of God? Because God is the source of wisdom. Praise the Lord. He said, let him ask of God. Not only is the source, but God is also the supplier of wisdom. The Bible said, let him ask of God that give it to all men, how? Liberately and unbraided not. Praise God. What that word liberally means, what it means is God would give wisdom in a large amount. He's a God. He's a big God, isn't he? Yeah. Praise the Lord. So a big God is able to give us a large amount. Praise the Lord. He give us out of the abundance of his supply. Praise the Lord. So when we look at God, all you got to do is ask God. And he gives us wisdom, not in a small amount, but in a large amount. Then he went on to say, um, upbraided not. That word upbraided not means without reproach. God give us wisdom. Praise the Lord with his approval on it. Huh? There's no disapproval. There's no disappointment. Praise God. When you look at Solomon, how God gave to Solomon the divine wisdom. Praise the Lord to honor and to glorify him. Solomon asked God for wisdom. And God gave it to him. Praise the Lord. He didn't ask God for wisdom to make himself look good. But he asked God for wisdom because he wanted God to be glorified. He wanted God to be honored. Praise the Lord. Because it was Solomon, it was in his heart desire to please the Lord. When he made this statement in 1 Kings 3 and 9, he asked God, he said, Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge your people that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this so great a people. Only God can judge us. Only God knows what is right for us. Praise the Lord. And Solomon wanted God to give to him, praise the Lord, the wisdom. 
and the understanding to discern between good and what is evil. Saying, and that's what we ought to pursue in our walk of life. We ought to pursue the wisdom of God. And where will we find it? Praise God. We got to come to him for it. Praise the Lord. That's what James was telling us to do. So when Solomon had wrote the book of Proverbs, we find that I'm just kind of going over some things that we went over in our part one and part two. Praise God. When Solomon wrote the book of Proverbs, you find out that divine wisdom, he, he kind of personified wisdom as being like a woman. And he said in Proverbs 4 and 8, he said, forsake her not. He, that's what he had to say about wisdom. He called it, he personified as being a woman. Forsake her not. Then he said, love her and she will promote you. In Proverbs 4 and, 9, 4 and 8, he said, exalt her and she and embrace her. So when we look at wisdom being personified as a woman, then we can say like the scripture said, said a man that finded a wife, he found a what? A good thing. But I'm going to say when a man that finds wisdom, he finds a better thing. Huh? That ain't the scripture, but I'm just saying when a man finds wisdom or a woman finds wisdom, he finds or she finds a better thing. Praise the Lord. But we know a woman is a good thing. Praise God. A man, and so therefore, just as a man would embrace a woman, that he he embrace her and to love her as a woman to be his wife, then we ought to be what married to wisdom, huh? There's nothing wrong with being married to wisdom. You gonna need wisdom in your marriage. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You gonna need wisdom to help you along the way to make it through your marriage. So many marriages fall apart because somebody lacked wisdom, huh? Somebody wanted to do it their way and not God's way. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. So Solomon understood how important wisdom was, how important wisdom is. And that's why he said wisdom is the principal thing. He said wisdom is the base thing, it's the foundation thing. He said, therefore, get wisdom. Then he said, and all you're getting, don't you forget to get understanding. Huh? You need understanding. Praise God. You need knowledge. You need wisdom. You need instruction. You need all those things. So therefore, you need to know how to use wisdom. You need to know how to use wisdom. Praise God. You can have all the knowledge in the world and yet don't have no understanding. Praise God. But you need it. and know how to use it. Praise God. So it's not enough to know it, but it's a need to know how to use it. Praise God. So that's important. So he said, wisdom is a principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all you're getting, get an understanding. You know what the Hebrew word for wisdom is? It's chokmah. Chokmah. That's the Hebrew word for wisdom. But you know what the Greek word for wisdom is? Sophia. Don't that sound like a woman's name? <laughs> Sophia. You heard a guy called Sophia, is you? I heard women call their children or name their children, girl children, Sophia. That's the Greek word for wisdom. A famous actress named Sophia. Y'all know Sophia Loring? She was a famous actress. I don't know if she's still living or not. She might be. Sophia Loring. Praise God. But today, saints, I will be speaking with you on this final message this morning. We're talking about the way of wisdom. We ask that you would turn with me to the book of James. In the book of James, in the third chapter, verses 17 and 18. We only have two verses here. And in these two verses, you will find that James is describing to us 
what are the true characteristics of godly wisdom. And he gives to us, and he lists here, uh, eight character traits of divine wisdom. So today I want to deal with these eight traits to clarify each one of them that we may know and understand what true wisdom look like in the life of a believer. Huh? What true wisdom look like in a life of a believer. Because the Bible says, food have said in his heart, there is no what? God. The opposite of wisdom uh, is foolishness. Praise God. But when we look at James, he already told us what wisdom, the wisdom that come from uh, below, which is earthly, he gave us the characteristics of that. Praise the Lord. It was earthly and it's sensual and it's devilish. But there's a divine wisdom that come from above. And we're going to begin reading at verse 17 and hear what it says. In verse 17, it says, For the wisdom, but the wisdom that is from above is first of all, it is pure. Huh? This is what Solomon said. It comes from above. Huh? It's a heavenly wisdom. It's a divine wisdom. It's a wisdom that comes from who? From God. And this is what he's saying to us today. It is first of all, it is pure. When we look at pure, we're talking about in honesty. We're talking about in sincerity. We're talking about this is the kind of heart we as believers ought to have. An honest heart. A sincerity heart. Just like Matthew 5 and 8, when Jesus was talking to his disciples, he was saying to them, teaching them the beatitude, the type of attitude we ought to have. Praise God. He said, blessed are the pure in what? In heart. Praise the Lord. For they shall what? See God. Huh? Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. So a pure-hearted person is one who has a clean heart. Huh? Not only their heart is clean, their motives are clean. Not only their motives are clean, their thoughts are clean. And when you get all that clean, your life will be clean. Praise the Lord. Did you not know God cleans up from the inside out? Huh? Praise the Lord. When Jesus came dealing with the Pharisees, the religious leaders, they like to clean the outside. Huh? You can look clean. A lot of us look clean in here. Praise the Lord. You can clean the outside, but it's going to take God to clean the inside. Praise the Lord. God is looking for a clean heart. David said the Lord desired truth on the inward side. Praise the Lord. That's what David said. Well, even when Isaiah saw himself, Isaiah saw the holiness of God, he said, he said, I'm a man who dwells in the midst of an unclean people because I'm a man with unclean lips. Praise the Lord. In order to have unclean lips, praise the Lord, they've got to be an unclean heart. Huh? So God is looking for purity. Purity in mind, purity in body, purity in spirit, purity in soul, huh? So only those who are pure in heart are going to see who? God. Praise the Lord. So when wisdom is having a pure heart, somebody give me Psalm 24, 3 and 4. And it asks the question, a series of questions, Psalm 24 and 3 and 4 says, David asked this question. He said, who shall sin? into the holy hill into the hill of the Lord uh, who shall stand in his holy place talking about heaven y'all everybody say they're going to heaven they ain't going 
That's why the question is being asked. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Uh, who shall stand in his holy place? Then the scripture answered. He said, he that have what? Clean hands. You know, we can't go before God with dirty hands. You can't go before the judge with dirty hands. Y'all know that? God is the supreme judge. Praise God. You ever seen people, I don't know if y'all look at these different court shows. I do sometimes. I look at these court shows and a lot of times people come and you got a drug dealer suing a person for stealing drugs from them. Huh? You already in the committing of a crime. Huh? Selling drugs. Then you got somebody stealing drugs from you and you want the court to figure it out. Huh? You coming for a holy judge. Huh? One is for law and order. You coming for the judge with unclean hands. <laughs> and a lot of them cases are what? Dismissed. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know, I've never seen nothing like it. You know what? When people stand before God, they're going to come to God with unclean hands. That's why the Lord was saying, say, I never knew you. Ye workers of what? Of iniquity. Praise the Lord. Praise God. But the scripture says here, he that have clean hands and a what? Pure heart. Praise God. And have not lifted up his soul unto vanity. Now sworn what? Deceitfully. Praise God. So that's the first character trait. Huh? Of, of wisdom. Being of a pure heart. And the second one it says. In, in the verse says. And then peaceable. Peaceable. Huh? Peaceable. Matthew 5 and 9 says, Blessed are the peacemakers, huh? For they shall be called the sons of God. You see, wisdom is a peacemaker, huh? Those who have wisdom, people who are wise, they are peace loving, huh? People who are wise, they are peace loving. Folks who ain't wise, they are hell raisers, huh? Praise the Lord. They are hell raising. And a lot of this stuff we saw was happening just this week. And no doubt still going on. A lot of people. There ain't nothing wrong with being a peaceful, peaceable protester. There's a whole lot wrong with you burning up stuff and destroying people's property. Huh? That's not peace. That's not peaceful protesting. That's, to me, that's anarchy. Praise the Lord. When you're destroying things, you're taking it out on innocent people and innocent property. Praise God. So, the Bible said, blessed are the peacemakers. Not the peace breakers. Huh? Praise the Lord. The peacemakers, not the peace breakers. So, a person who is wise, they are peace loving. Why? Because they seek to promote peace. Huh? They seek to promote peace. Huh? Praise God. Hebrews 12 and 14. You know what it tells us to do as saints, as believers? It tells us to do this. It said, follow what? Peace. With all men. Not with just some, but with all men. Praise God. And holiness without, which no man shall see the Lord. Huh? So we got to follow peace with all men. You got to be a man of peace. You got to be a woman of peace. Praise the Lord. You, not, you need to know how to keep peace. Praise the Lord. Amen. Don't let folks rob you of your peace. Right. Jesus give you peace. Huh? Praise God. We have the peace of God. The peace of God that passes all under what? All understanding, saints. Praise the Lord. And let it rule your heart. We talk about wisdom. 
Sometimes you want to say something. You got to hold your peace. Huh? You got to hold your peace. Praise God. You got to hold it. That's wise. That's being wise. You know, many times they took, accused Jesus of stuff. Jesus didn't say nothing. He held his peace because he was the prince of peace. Right? Huh? He was the prince of peace. All right, let's look at the third one here. It says gentle. Then it said gentle, huh? In other words, wisdom is not being rude. A person, a wise person is not a rude person. They're not rude toward people. But it's a person with a sweet, gentle spirit, heart, not a nasty attitude. A gentle person, one thing about a gentle person, they'll submit to people when they mistreat them. Y'all know that? They'll submit to people when they mistreat them. They don't try to seek revenge. They don't try to seek, get back at them. Huh? That's being gentle. Sometimes I sometimes people take meekness. The same word gentle can be meekness. They take meekness for weakness. Because you're a meek person, they think you're weak. Huh? Because you don't get back at them. You know they don't mistreated you. Huh? But you don't get back at them. Praise God. You being gentle. Huh? You being gentle. Bible said Moses was the meekest man that what? That lived. Moses was a meek man. Did you not know they accused Moses of bringing them, the children of Israel accused Moses of bringing them out there to die in the wilderness? They accused Moses. Moses was just doing what God told him to do. Moses didn't retaliate against him. What did he do? He, take, he took it to the Lord. He said, Lord, look, this people about to stone me. These folks getting ready to kill me. He said, I brought them out here to kill them. And they want to kill me. What happened is they wind up dying. Moses wind up living. Praise the Lord. So you see, Saint, we have to be meek even when folks mistreat us. We have to be gentle even when folks talk hard to us. Praise God. You have to show gentleness. Huh? All right. The fourth characteristic trait of wisdom. Hear what it says here. Easy and easy to be entreated. Easy. It is, it is easy to be entreated. In other words, when we look at wise people, they can be easily to be entreated. In other words, you can go to them. Huh? In other words, they ain't stubborn. Huh? They ain't stubborn, but they're willing to submit to authority and to a standard, especially God, God's authority. In other words, they are willing to yield to God and to what he say in his word. Praise the Lord. Easily to be entreated. In other words, sometimes the word of God comes to correct us, don't it? Praise the Lord. So we ought to not what? Despise God's correction. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. Let's move on here. See, I'm getting on through. I'm almost halfway. Listen to what it says in the fifth verse. Not the fifth verse. I mean the fifth character trait. The fifth character trait of wisdom, it says here. Full of what? Mercy. Full of mercy. Wisdom is full of what? Mercy. When we look at wise people, huh? They are willing to forgive quickly. Praise the Lord. The Bible talks about mercy rejoice against judgment. Praise the Lord. When we don't show mercy, then we're gonna do what? Judge folks. Huh? But when you show people mercy, then mercy rejoices against what? Judgment. Praise God. And that's what God did for us. Mercy holds back what we'll do. We do judgment. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Jesus showed us mercy, didn't he? We were due to be what? 
put to death. The woman that came, the woman that they brought to Jesus who were committing adultery. Huh? She she do justice, uh, 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 do judgment. Praise God. But Jesus did what? He told those that brought the woman, said, he that without sin, let him first cast the stone. And what happened? They were condemned in their own hearts, in their own mind, because they were not without sin. So they were also in need of mercy. That's what he was showing. That's what he was teaching. They were also in need of forgiveness. And saying, let us remember that when it comes to people who need mercy. Huh? Praise the Lord. God showed us mercy. And we got to also show mercy to others. Praise God. Even though they may be guilty. Jesus didn't say that woman wasn't guilty. But he forgave her. Praise the Lord. But there was a whole lot more was guilty. They weren't caught. In the eyesight of men. But listen. But they were caught in the eyesight of God. And Jesus knew it. That's why he said he that without sin. Huh? All have sinned. And that's what the Bible said. And come short of the glory of God. And we all are without an excuse. Now that was just Bible said. Praise the Lord. Talking about mercy. Being willing quickly to forgive. Huh? People who are full of mercy. They show concern for those who are hurting. They show concern to those who are suffering. They show concern for those who are going through hardship. And that's why the scripture said, Matthew 5 and 7. Blessed are the merciful. For they shall obtain what? Mercy. You want mercy? Show mercy. Praise the Lord. Be merciful. Praise God. Praise His holy name. Then we go on to the next character trait. Praise the Lord. The sixth character trait. It says, and good fruits. That's what it says. And good fruits. So one thing of what mercy would do. This is kind of like an extension of mercy. Huh? It'll show good fruit, good fruit, bring forth good fruit. And some of the good fruit it'll bring forth is the fruit that is in Galatians 5 and 22 and 23. And you, we want somebody to read that for Galatians 5, 20, 5, 22 and 23. Talk about the fruits of the what? Spirit. Praise the Lord. The good fruits that it will produce. Praise the Lord. Galatians 5. 22 and 23. Read that for us, brother. But the fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit. Is love. Love. Joy. Joy peace. Peace. Long suffering. Gentleness. Gentleness. Some of the same character traits. Huh? That wisdom will produce. Read on. Goodness. Faith. Meekness. Temperance. Against such there is no law. Listen. Against such there is no what? No law. Can't be condemned. Huh? If you're in Christ, you can't be condemned. Because Christ is in you. And you are in him. The Bible says in Romans 8 and 1, Now therefore there is no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh. We know the works of the flesh. Praise God. Those that walk not after the works of the flesh, they are not wise. Huh? But those who are walking after the things of the Spirit, they are wise. And he's going to produce good fruit. Y'all hear what I'm saying? He's going to produce good fruit in your life. Praise the Lord. All right. The seven. Seven, it says, the, the character trait of wisdom. It's without partiality. Huh? 
have a trait of wisdom. Wisdom is without partiality. In other words, you don't have no respect of persons. Huh? You don't show itself partial. Nor does wisdom make no unjust distinction between people. Y'all know what I'm saying? What are you, black, white? Huh? What are you, Chinese or Japanese? What are you, Hispanic or black? Y'all hear what I'm saying? What are you, your religion is this or your religion is that? No, whether you a different color of skin, a darker color of skin, a lighter color of skin. It has no partiality. You're treated fairly and equally. Y'all hear what I'm saying? By God. God treat us what? Equally and fairly. He may treat us all differently, but he treat us all equally and fairly. Praise the Lord. God does that. And you may treat people differently, but you treat them what? Equally and fairly. Praise the Lord. Praise God. So you see, wisdom teaches you not to be partial. Praise God. Even in our decision making, in everything, in every walk of life. All right, what's the eighth one? Eighth character trait. Hear what it says. And without what? Hypocrisy. We're talking about without hypocrisy, without wearing a mask. Praise the Lord. In other words, we're talking about not a mask on your face. We're talking about a mask over your heart. <laughs> huh? Praise the Lord. We're talking about a masquerading. Pretending to be something that you're really not. Huh? Talking about a person who is genuine. God wants us to be what? Genuine. And it's wise to be genuine. It's wise to be real. Somebody keep it real. Be real. Praise the Lord. God is real and genuine, right? He sees through all the smoke. He sees through the through the through the thin veneer. He sees. He sees our hearts. He knows our hearts. Praise the Lord. He examines us. Praise God. The Bible says the word of God is quick and is powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Praise God. So when we look at being a wise person is genuine. They are genuine in their love for God. They are genuine in their love for others. Huh? That's why Romans 12 and 9 says, Let love be without dissimulation. Praise the Lord. Don't let love be hypocrisy. Be hypocrisy. And then he said, hate, And hate that which is evil and hold to that which is what? Good. So we got to hate evil. You can't tell me that you love God and you and you love evil too. Praise the Lord. You got to hate it. You got to hate evil. Your appetite for evil ought to decrease when you get saved and your love grow for God. Praise the Lord. But if your love hadn't grown for God, then your appetite for evil is going to increase. Y'all hear what I'm saying? But if your love has grown for God, then you're going to hate evil. You got to hate what God hates. And you need to love what God loves. And what God loves is a pure heart. God loves peace, peacemakers. God loves gentleness. God loves people who are easy to be entreated. God loves people who are full of mercy. Huh? God loves people who ain't partial. Huh? God loves people who ain't full of hypocrisy. Praise the Lord. All right, we down to this last verse. Y'all know all that was in seventeen verse. Let me read this last verse here. It said, "And the fruit of righteousness is sown in what? Peace. The fruit of righteousness 
is sown in peace of them that make peace. Now what listen what it's saying. The fruit of righteousness is sown in peace. Who can sow the fruits of righteousness? Only those who have the seed of righteousness. Praise God. It is sown in peace of them that make peace. You know, we are the true peacemakers. Because we understand what it means to be at peace with God. Because we have the peace of God. Huh? Praise the Lord. Jesus said, my peace I what? Give unto you, not as the world give unto you, but my peace that I give unto you. Praise the Lord. That we understand what the peace of God has done for us in our life. We were at war with God. If you're not at peace with God, then you're hostile toward him. Huh? If you on, you're on the wrong side of God. In other words, when you look at sinners who are sinning, they are on the wrong side of God. Praise the Lord. The Bible says he's angry at the wicked every day. So they are enmity against God. But when we come to the understanding that we need to repent and turn to God, God gives us his peace. Y'all hear what I'm saying? But you got to make peace with God. That's what the cross do. That's what the gospel do. That's what the preaching of the word does for us. It calls us to peace. Praise the Lord. God don't want us to be at war with him. And God don't want to be at war with us. Because we're we going to lose either way we go. Praise the Lord. Praise God. So God give us peace. And that peace come through by Jesus Christ. And so when we look at what he mean by those that them that make peace. People who don't have a right relationship with God. It is hard for them to make peace. Y'all hear what I'm saying? With God and with others. Praise the Lord. So a person cannot say that they love God without first loving his fellow believers. You see, you can't love God whom you have never seen. And yet you see your fellow believers or your brothers and sisters every day that you don't love. So you still at war. You still you, you on the opposite side of God's peace. You hostile. You can't be hostile to a people and yet say you you're a friend of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. You got to be at peace Amen. with God. Yes. Praise the Lord. And the only thing that can make peace with God is when you repent of your sins. Praise yes. God. And cast your sins upon the Lord. Praise God. And then God will give you his peace through by the Spirit, by His Spirit. That will come with the fruit of the Spirit, His peace. Let somebody give us 1 John 4 and 20 and 21. That's in 1 John 4, 20 and 21. Talking about God's love. About the believer. Praise the Lord. 1 John 4, 20, verse 21. What does it say? If a man say, I love God, and hated his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother, whom he hath seen, how can he love God, whom he hath not seen? And this commandment have we found him. This commandment have we from him. That he who loved God, love his brother also. Praise the Lord. So you see, saints, we got to love one another as God loved us. And we are under commandment to love. Praise God. We are under God's commandment to love. So in my conclusion, I want to say God's way of wisdom is far better than the wisdom of this world. Y'all hear what I'm saying? God's way of wisdom is far better than the wisdom of this world. 
And what we got to do is to take heed to the voice of wisdom because wisdom is crying out and calling out. You know who he's calling out to? He's calling out to the simple-minded and the naive. And we got a lot of simple-minded people and a lot of naive people in our world today, saying, And they need to know the wisdom of God. And the wisdom of God is going to come from his word. Of taking the word of God and applying it to your life, it will cause you to be wise. Y'all hear me? It will cause you to be wise. Not in your own conceit, but in the wisdom that comes from God, which comes from above. See, God wants to give us his wisdom. Huh? He knows we're going to make us wise. Just like he told Israel through Moses, praise God, said, by you keeping my law and my commandments, you will be a what? A wise people. That's what God told Israel. They rejected God's word. See, when, you, when we reject God's word, that's just like saying, Lord, I don't want your wisdom. Because huh? the wisdom of God is in his word. Praise God. It teaches you. One thing about the Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Huh? See, when a, when a world reject God, when a world don't honor God and don't stand in admiration of who he is and what he is, then they on their way down. Praise God. So the Bible said the wisdom, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We got to reference God for who he is and what he is in our life. And see, when the world rejects him, they rejecting his fear. They were rejecting to give God the honor and the glory to do his name. And therefore, they can't receive the wisdom that comes from God because they reject God. Psalms 2 talks about why do the heathen rage? Why do the kings and queens and all the rules of this world praise God and despise God? I just want to read that. Then I'm going to close with that scripture. Psalms 2. Psalms 2. Why man is so in rebellious against the things of God. Psalms 2 talks about it. Psalms 2. Here we go. It asks the question. Say, why do the heathen rage? Why the world is such in an uproar? Why man is rebelling? And it says, and the people imagine a vain thing. And the second verse says, the kings of the earth have set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. Praise God. So man in his devising and his plotting and in his scheming, in his opposition, in his hostility toward God, not only toward God, but also toward Christ Jesus himself. Praise God. He don't want the authority of God over his life. That's what's happening in the world, saints. You hear what I'm saying? The rebellion that started in heaven is here on the earth. You know why? Because the Bible said, Satan, know that his time is short. Praise the Lord. The Bible said, Woe unto the inhabitants of the earth. For the devil has been cast down unto you, and he knows that his time is short. And that's why he's keeping up all the ruckles down here on this earth. Listen, he want to take as many folks he can to hell Amen. with him. Praise the Lord. 
And then it goes on to say, He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh, and the Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath. See, say no, that God's wrath abided upon those who are disobedient. And he says, And vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. Talking about Jesus. I will declare the decree. Now when God makes a decree, nothing going to change it. Huh? He said, I will declare the decree the Lord hath said unto me. Thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. So you see, Jesus came. Huh? To set up a kingdom among men. Praise God. He's going to set his kingdom up, saints. And Satan knows it. He knows it. But Satan is in the process trying to mobilize people to be in active rebellion against God. It's all it is is the overthrow of the authority of God over this world. In order to do that, he got to tear down all the authority that God has already ordained. He already stripped the family of the authority in the home. So he's trying to strip the government of his authority. Now I can give you some more scriptures here. I can talk about in the book of Romans. Talks about the powers that be ordained of who? The ordained of God. Praise the Lord. So saying we have to get the wisdom of God. And pursue the wisdom of God. Because if we fail to pursue God's wisdom. Then we will wind up being like the fool. Huh? Praise God. Now, I don't want to be a fool. Because the fool has said in his heart that there is no God. I believe there is a God. Praise the Lord. And I believe that Jesus was the epitome of the wisdom of God. And not only was the epitome of the wisdom of God, but he was the epitome of the power of God being manifested on this earth. When he came to die on that cross. It was the wisdom of God that brought to naught the foolishness of men. Huh? It was the wisdom of God, praise God, that was displayed at the cross. The devil thought he had done away with the one who came to set men free. Praise God. But instead, God in his wisdom destroyed and confound the wisdom of this world. So we thank God for you that are listening today for the message. Praise God. We thank you. And we want to pray that God will continue to bless the saints. And we hope that some was said to encourage your heart today, this morning. Pursue the wisdom of God, saints. Praise God. Let us not cast away our confidence, which have great recompense of reward. And it is only in Jesus that we can be all that we can be. Praise the Lord. Thanks, Pastor Strickland, for another amazing message. Make sure to join us next week for an all-new episode of the Lighthouse Victory Temple Church Podcast. Until then, remember, encounter Jesus, echo hope, and dwell in love.